Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. <laughs> Wine. I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> 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 Hello, and welcome to the official Wasted podcast where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and I'm on the town as an American in Paris or making contact with anybody on 42nd Street. But if we're moving out, then anything goes. It's a West Side story, but I'm crazy for you, Billy Elliot. Ooh, or is it Will Rogers? Follies. It's after midnight, and the dames at sea are forming a chorus line at the bandstand on Jerome Robbins Broadway. I may be having Bombay dreams about Fosse, where Jelly's last jam is a can-can of cats, but they really bring in the noise and bring in the fun. <laughs> when in the Holiday Inn is in news ease. So just shuffle along. Or the making of the musical sensation of 1921 and all that followed. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us today oh, are the my. usual <laughs> are the usual people <laughs> with loose feet, including Kevin Riverdance Jager. Yeah, I'm going to dance. Woo. Kimberly, it's St. Patrick's Day. Why am I not Riverdance? Because you're just dancing, game master, an yeah, unofficial okay. babysitter for the hour. <laughs> Oh, I guess River Dancing. Yeah, okay. We could switch it. Kevin, our Dancing Jager. Oh, no, that didn't make sense. <laughs> no, you're right. Anyway. <laughs> and with us today is a returning guest you've seen in Rent, Footloose, Jersey Boys, Jesus Christ Superstar, um, Paramore, Head Over Heels. There's a possibly a chance you'll see Aaron flying over sunset this fall uh, with tons of friends of the show. But let's give a big, broad, wasted welcome to this returning friend of the show. This returning friend, friend of the show. Jeremy Kirsten. Welcome. Thank My you. My favorite thing about that intro is that it still makes them laugh. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> this one so yeah. it's really it's my great. favorite thing. Like you guys, it's very it's it's so sweet to watch them still laugh at your stupid jokes. It is amazing. I love it. I love That's it. Where the humor for me comes from how excited he gets. Like he's a little, he's like a little kid when you they have- You can tell when he jokes. knows we know what it is. Yep. Totally. He's like, they get it. <laughs> this one was interesting because I was looking through your, just your specifically your Broadway resume. And we've actually done all of those shows in, in um, intros. intros. And, I, and I don't like to- repeat intros. I'll repeat songs if I'm doing like a, a, a combination, a mega mix, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this one, I was like, what do we do? But since flying um, over sunset is a, is a quote tap show or a dance. So there's a lot of dancing in it. Mm-hmm. And then footloose, obviously I was like, let's just go with dance shows that one. I dig it. I dig it. Eat, I eat. Dance. People it do love right. Yeah. I try. Well, welcome. Thanks for joining us from the, from the confines of your delightful home. Thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah, cheers. Let's raise a glass. Cheers. 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 <laughs> um, so let's just start with what are you drinking? What are you drinking? What are we drinking? Well, today I am drinking a this is my standard. So I thought last last time I was with you guys, I had sort of a wintry, wonderful whiskey concoction. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. time my standard I'm because I'm Ukrainian by heritage um, mm-hmm. and an alcoholic by birth. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I, uh, I drink a lot of vodka and, um, I discovered really late in my drinking career that you can call it a martini and just make the vodka really cold. Yeah. Pour it into a glass. With like maybe an olive. (laughs) So I I have, I have to make the joke. You have a quarantini. I have a quarantini. I do. I do. But it's, uh, it's very important for me. It's Tito's martini. Nice. uh, Shaken really cold. I like, I got to make sure the glass is chilled ahead of time. If I can put them in the freezer, great. If not, you can chill it with a couple ice cubes and some water. Then my brother taught me this great trick um, where you take, you go to um, Bed Bath & Beyond, or as I like to say, Amazon, (laughs) and you buy these, you buy these little squirt bottles. You can get them for about well, you used to be able to get them for 69 cents. Now, after this, it's prob- they'll probably go up. Sure. Um, but, and you fill it with vermouth. That's brilliant. And you give the glass just a spray. Yeah. It's like, it's like cologne for the martini glass. For the martini glass. Then yeah. you pour the vodka in, and then you take a, uh, um, a little lemon peel or lemon zest and, uh, and put that in there. Are you an olives man? Like, how do you... I like olives. You... If it's like a pre-dinner martini, I'll do olives. Oh, that's mm. a good point. Okay, that's because... like an appetizer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But after, I'm usually, I, I'm more of a twist guy. Do you, st- oh, okay. Do you stuff olives or... <laughs> that's personal. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> also, I just want to point out because you, we can't, they can't see right now because it's just audio and it's a podcast, so there's nothing to see. But you look incredibly dapper right now. Thank you. I, you know, I, I, I feel like it's important in this time, in, in love, in the time of um, COVID, that we <laughs> dress I know. in full. You know, that we get dressed every once in a while. And, and you are three of my favorite people to drink with. So I Cheers. thought, let's go out and drink. And if we're going to go out, let's go somewhere fancy. And I love yeah. that you went all in because you're you have a martini shaken, not stirred. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for noticing. Very James. Yeah, of course. Um, what do you? So, so you're Big obviously circle. quarantining like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. I guess talk about the transition of you were in rehearsals for um, flying over sunset at Lincoln Center. We were, and then and now you're at home. Like, what was what was your situation? What was your um, your story? Your experience? Um, well, we were in tech. And we were about to do our first preview. So we had our invited dress the day before they announced uh, the no more than 500 people in a room together. So we had a normal, pretty normal invited dress. There was probably 100, 200 people there. Mm-hmm. And then the next day was the first preview, which we, which we did. We did a full day of rehearsal and then we did the first preview, but with nobody there. They had, you know, a couple oh. crew people had their relatives wow. and stuff, but no. Was that, wait, what, was that the Thursday they canceled it or? yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they canceled it, but we still did a performance just <laughs> oh, with, no, with no real audience. Um, and then we went, um, Lincoln Center's really, there's a, they, have, they have all of these amazing traditions. And one of the traditions is that after the first preview that Andre takes the entire company, meaning crew, um, creatives, act, everybody, out for dinner right after the first preview to kind of just go, we made it. Wow. You know, this is, you know, it's not opening night, but, you know, we've all made it. It's really sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, which was really great. But, it, you know, it definitely was tinged with, whole crap, like, what is, what, what's mm-hmm. next? What, what are we going to do? Um, and the Friday, I think that the next, I can't remember if we came in the next day. I feel like we had to rehearse the next day. It was either sure. the next day we rehearsed again or that was the last day. But around then it was just sort of, we just went home. And they said, we'll be back. 
you know, hopefully mm-hmm. in, a, in by April 14th, we'll be back. Um, and they weren't. Right. We're and then they, to. so they postponed it. So they're, they're just going to open it in the fall. That's their hope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To open it in For the fall. For sure. So, um, and it's a really cool show. I mean, you know, it's like it, Tom. What's Kitt, it about? Tell, tell me more. That's really like, does it have a car? <laughs> it's, there is no, there is no car. There's some car sounds. Oh. Um, no, it's basically here. Here's what happened. I'm going to give you the James Lapine, um, rundown of basically the james bond rundown the james bond the james bond lapine right (laughs) um james bond lapine james james lapine um (laughs) and uh basically so he started uh he had read this article that i think was in vanity fair from way back in the day when it turns out that uh uh um cary grant sort of came out in vanity fair with the fact that he was doing acid in the 50s mm-hmm. i didn't even know oh. that. i didn't know that people did acid in the 50s yeah yeah i thought it was like a 1960s 70s drug he started no. the trend he did he started the trend <laughs> oh so archie I, they, oh geez <laughs> um so he read this article about that and he said well that's interesting he said like wouldn't that be an interesting musical and um from then he realized no that's stupid it's not a good musical but he started reading up about these people that were sort of connected to him, Claire Booth Luce, who was this woman who was a, she was a Republican, but she was a Senator and she was a, uh, um, uh, she was a diplomat. She was a writer. She, she did all, she had like a crazy interesting life. She also um, dabbled in the drug. And then of course, Aldous Huxley, who he came to through this guy, Gerald Hurd, who sort of connected Claire and Aldous in the fact that he was kind of this guide. So you would take the drug with him and he would sort of be your, everything's going to be okay guy in the background. Um, yeah. And then he thought, okay, well let's, let, let's talk about that a little bit. These three people that crazy, like doing acid in the fifties. Now what would happen if they met? And so he, <clears throat> the beginning of the, uh, of the show is this is sort of is factual in its base um, and then the second act is the three of them getting together and, or the four of them really getting together and um, doing acid, which is the fictitious part. And then what happens with that? Um, other than that, I'm going to sort of like leave it to you guys to figure so out. This, this sounds like, do you, you know, the story about like whether it's true or not, or they were going to make a movie about it, but like Michael Jackson, Marlon Brando and Elizabeth Taylor, um, in their road trip trying to get out of New York during 9-11. Yes, I do remember that. It sounds what? like like this. Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a good way. Yes, yes. No, it sounds amazing. It sounds amazingly genius. I mean, the clips I've heard of the music are beautiful. Well, it's Tom Kitt. I mean, Tom Kitt, Michael Corey wrote the lyrics. Cool. The two of them are genius. Yeah. Um, uh, you got James Lapine sort of putting this whole mishmash together. You have... Mm-hmm. Like the creatives are incredible. Then you have uh, Tony playing um, uh, playing uh, Cary Grant. You have mm-hmm. um, Harry. Uh, great Hayden. casting. That's such good casting. Oh yeah, Her- Harry Hayden Patton playing Aldous Huxley, which is fantastic, and he's amazing. Oh, um, we, like he the, was so good in My Fair Lady. Absolutely incredible. He's also like the dearest, sweetest individual oh, slash amazing actor. Like really? he just, That's yeah, so he, good to hear. He really is. I mean, it, he really is a mensch. Um, and, and then um, 
uh, Robert Sala is playing the the very underappreciated um, character, which sort of there was four, sort of four main characters, and then James at one point went, "That's too many. Like it's too many people to mm-hmm. concentrate on." So he sort of made him kind of he has his own tier. Gerald Hurd, who's the guy who sort of leads them through, but um, and then of course friend of the show, uh, Carmen Cusack. Yeah, is, should we should my, we all curse right now? Yes. Okay. okay. One, two. Three. No! Yeah. Great. So I go get my mug that she's she, she is yeah. a national treasure. So oh she yeah, is, she, is, she is so incredible. National First of all, look, let me like she. Yeah. You could listen to her sing the phone book. She is incredible, mm-hmm. but she's the kind of singer that, um, you know, because there's lots of different classes of musical theater grand dames, and she is one of them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But she is the kind of singer that, although. I could again listen to her sing the phone book. When she sings, you sort she's she's the kind of actress that you forget that she's singing. Like you just start listening yes. to yeah. the story yeah. and you totally forget that she is like this incredible. Had you worked <laughs> with her before? No. We did a we did a workshop of this last spring, and then in the in the late fall, early winter, we did another workshop. So that was the first time that I had worked with her. But I met, had met her through my buddy Paul Nolan, who did Right with her. So I fell in love with her then when I saw her. Sure. Name. But uh, let's play a game. Okay, yeah, let's play a game. Oh, yeah. as I reach for my gin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, can, can I get, can I, can I refill? Yeah, yeah of course. Okay. I'm going to Let's all. Oh, while we're refilling, we can <laughs> go through what the rest of us are drinking. Um, oh! Okay, I'll refill. I'm going to refill while you yeah. do that. Uh, I'm drinking the Milagro tequila with a little bit of uh, lime seltzer on the rocks. I miss um, the Milagro tequila so much in this quarantine. Yeah, so as we've said before, I was in the office when, with <laughs> where all of our booze was when they announced my office was closed because they, someone tested positive. Um, so I grabbed everything. The gin is still in the office. Sorry, Kimberly. Um, That's but I grab I grab the tequila and I, we've been enjoying the Milagro here in quarantine. And uh, oh, you really have a handle of Tito's there, Jeremy. Oh yeah. Oh, and it's yeah. cold. Uh, Kimberly, what are you drinking? Um, I just opened my second quarantine bottle of Tanqueray. Nice. Are you keeping track of how much you're drinking? We have just kind of left the empties. Oh God! Sure. I can't do that. If I do that, uh, I, do that. I take the <laughs> like house. liquor. We would be nowhere to. There'd be nowhere for us to live. Only the liquor. We have taken out so much recycling of like beer, cider, white cloth. And I'm just drinking red wine because I am taking this. Uh, my quarantine time is wine time, so I'm oh, good. I will say the saddest thing that happened is the first grocery store trip, like before we really quarantined. Um, the grocery store was out of tonic. Oof. Oh no, oh, which is no. delightful at the same time sad. But I was like in this like aisle of like seltzers and sodas, and I was like, mm-hmm. no, no tonic at all? No, none at all? <laughs> and I was like looking at other things, I was like, what do I put in gin? What can I put in? <laughs> um, right. I do have olives, so I guess I could have been making martinis. But. That's true. Do you have lime juice too? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I switched from tonics because I used to be a vodka tonic guy. Yeah. yeah, and then when I discovered that tonic water has like the exact same amount of sugar as Coca Cola, well, I usually get diet tonic, but oh. they were also out of that. Um, let's play that game. All right, let's do it. All right, <clears throat> what are we doing? Quarantine quandaries. Oh, yes. Um, these are some random facts that maybe you would Google after hours and hours of sitting alone. <laughs> 
<laughs> so love it. Um, I have ten questions, and I'll sort of ask each one of you one. Keep track of your own score, and then hopefully, yeah, that gives us one tiebreaker if there's a tie. Keep track of your own score. Kevin won. I win. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, keep track of scores. Yeah, I'll do it. Is it sure. one point? It's one point each, except for me. I get two. It's one point each, except for you. You get zero. Okay. Okay. I win. Um, Brian, I'll ask you the first. This is something that I have actually Googled. Okay. I will put the caveat on this that like the, some of these are statistics and think of statistics before COVID. Sure. Because the first question is, um, how many people are in the air right now in airplanes? And probably right now it's three. Eight. (laughs) (laughs) And this is, this is. But on a normal day. This is in the this whole is, world. World, okay, yeah. How many people are in the sky? I'm going to say 1.2 million. Wow, wow, that's a lot of people. Would anyone like to steal the answer? 200,000. Yeah, I, I was going to go closer to Kevin, so I'm just going to let Kevin get it. It's five around 500,000. Oh, that's still yeah. way more than I would have expected. Right. So, are we playing prices right rules? Does Kevin get that point? No, you still get you. Everyone gets no points. Great. Because you were wrong and everyone <laughs> You still wrong. get everyone getting no points. <laughs> <laughs> this is your showcase showdown. You yeah. all lose. You all- <laughs> I'm That's going a- in the order that you are on my screen. I don't know oh, if it's the sure. same order on anyone else's screen. I'm just realizing. Mm. So right. Kevin is underneath Brian. Oh, no. Jeremy's underneath mine. Oh, so Kevin goes oh, next. Kevin's underneath me. Which, it's sort of like, so if, if, like we're like one big giant Broadway luge. <laughs> <laughs> a bobsled. We are the Broadway Bob City. <laughs> we are Broadway Bob Bob City. Kiss my egg. <laughs> I love that movie. Me too. That should That's also a be a musical. Why not? I actually have thought about it. Actually, that would be a yeah. good one. Kevin. Yes. What everyday item kills four times as many people as sharks? What everyday item kills four times as many people as sharks? Again, every day when you are allowed to go outside. Mm, mm, mm. Uh. Cars and into other buildings. Was it, was it cars? No, Revolving I'm cars? gonna go elevators. No, mm. Revolving it is vending machines. What? What? Yeah. Oh, like in a metal plant? People like they fall on people who are trying to get their snack. Oh, oh vending machines. I vending. thought you said bending machines. I was like, <laughs> bending machine. I mean, probably that too. I was like, yeah. is it like in a metal plant? Like how, like, I remember even like in high school, you had to like do shop and there was like definitely a machine wow. that like bent metal in half. Yeah. And I was like, that definitely could kill like more people than sharks. For sure. Oh, yes. yeah. So I get a point. All right. No. All right, Kevin. Slow down. Hear me. Yeah. How many questions a day does the average four-year-old ask? I just picture a bunch of mothers saying, too many. <laughs> yeah, pouring more wine. Is it dumb that I'm like not really great at math? So I went to rent and I was like, okay, 521,000 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> then how many? Then how many in a month divided by 30 is it one a day? It's probably a couple of questions a minute. They're awake for like 23 hours a day. <laughs> like... I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say a thousand. 400. Mm, okay. Oh, that, you have kids, right, Jeremy? Uh, two, two little girls, yeah. Yeah, and they. they a thousand probably yeah. feels right. <laughs> a thousand does feel right. I mean, 400, after 400, I think you stop counting. 
<laughs> Maybe that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brian. Sure. If the human brain was a computer, how many operations could it perform per second? 350. 100? 350,000. He's a really old computer brain. Cool. <laughs> like he's got like a Casio calculator brain. Yeah. A watch, um, a Casio watch. <laughs> would anyone like to steal that answer? Uh, a million. I'm going with the, I'm just going with the brown numbers. It's just easier, it feels like. I'll let him take this one because I have no idea. 38 quadrillion. Oh, I was close. Really close. <laughs> I, got, really I, I, close. I said three. <laughs> okay. Kevin. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> How many teeth do mosquitoes have? Zero? I'm going with no. one. I'm going to say one. Are they Florida mosquitoes? <laughs> 47. Oh. Really? Who knew? And that's what breaks your skin out so that they use their straw. Oh. Isn't that a gross thing to learn? Here we it go. It is, but, you know, I'll never see I mosquitoes so again. I feel like hearing use their straw. That sounds so really good. So, wait, paper? Their teeth are on the outside of their straw? I'm not sure if it's like the teeth like break the skin and then there's a sucking motion. Ugh, okay, let's move on. Yeah, Jeremy. This is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, hold on, hold on. The score now is Brian zero, Kevin zero, Kimberly zero, Jeremy zero. Great. How do I get points? I'm asking the questions. I mean, you should win. You're stumping us on every one. No, Kimberly's Maybe getting negative the... points every time we get it wrong. No, oh. I get a point when you get it wrong. Okay. That's what I'll say. Sure, sure, sure. This is a game where I win. How many beats per minute is a hummingbird's heartbeat? Ooh, I feel like I know this. 500. I was going to say, go back to red. Would anyone else like to steal that answer? Uh, I, I know it's high. One thousand. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go above Kevin with twelve hundred. Twelve hundred is correct. Only point of the entire game. Wow, the first point of the game. <laughs> and now, Brian, it's your question. No, stop. What is? Sonic the Hedgehog's full name. Oh, that's easy. It's Bartholomew S. Sonical. Oh, duh. <laughs> no. I have no idea. What's all? I thought you were, I thought you were dead on. No. Did any, no, else? I didn't. Anyone no, else? I have no idea. It is Oglyph Maurice Hedgehog. Where does Sonic come from? I don't know. Don't like it. I guess we got to watch the movie. Yeah, hey. I'll watch oh, it. That's I, on Amazon Prime now, I think, too. So oh, you mean it? buy it. movie ever where James Marston just like, got cuckolded in a movie? I don't know. I he haven't seen does. it. There's no my promises. Hollywood's cuckold James Marston. <laughs> Poor guy. He's Worse. so handsome. All right, yeah, He's cuckolding all the way to the bank. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, okay. it works for him. Kevin. Yes. What percentage of DNA do humans share with bananas? <laughs> 13%. I think it's like 80%. It's something yeah, crazy. I feel like it's more, yeah. Any, any guesses? You I'm going to go with 80. I'm going to go with 80%. 65. 50. That's still crazy. We are half banana. Well, some of us, <laughs> some of us a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> would you like a, a easier question? I would. 
<laughs> Although I don't feel like that's coming from you, Kimberly. So go ahead. <laughs> can you can you sneeze while you sleep? No. Correct. Finally. <laughs> well, Tie game. Tie game. Tie game, baby. Tie game. Your brain actually turns off the function to sneeze when you sleep. So like, why so can't it? Why can't it do that? So for all other the time. things, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we would just walk around with like pepper like falling out of our nose. <laughs> yeah, <I> basically <laughs> just be like shoving like huh. peppercorns. Okay, so Brian and Jeremy are tied. Mm-hmm. I have our tiebreaker question. Mm-hmm. Okay, each get a guess. Oh right, Kevin has three. I forgot. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so that means he loses. So right. you each <laughs> get a guess at this yeah. next question. Okay, sure. Uh, it's a weird one that you've never thought to ask. I love it. Um, how many people a year in New York City are bitten by other people? So hard they feel the need to report it. This is, oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or else. This a year. A year, yes. In mm. a year, how many people, I guess it could go the same way. How many people bite other people? So are we doing... Are we doing prices right rules closest by being under? Yeah, prices right rules. Okay. <sighs> Who goes first? I'll go first. You're the okay. guest. You, you can you can do second. I'm gonna say 250. Ooh, okay. It doesn't matter because I was gonna go way higher. I was gonna say like 1300. So you're gonna do 51. Yeah. Yeah. But you were gonna say 1300. Yeah, I was gonna say 1300. Are those so. your final answers? Yeah. Yes. 1600. <gasps> wow. Jeremy Wade. Well done, Jeremy. Thank you. Well, that's done. a lot of biting. It is a lot. Of, and that's just, the, bite, that's just the biting that people go, I should tell somebody about this. Yeah. As opposed to like, as opposed to like, ow, what? Who? What? And then, that is like the bite that is an assault. Yeah. I, I, I buy it. I buy Wait, it. What did we call that game again? Quarantine quandaries. That was great. <laughs> Thank was you. Super fun. It was um, super fun. So, uh, Jeremy, before we um, before we continue on, I guess mm-hmm. this is us continuing on. Mm-hmm. Um, have you? So you're 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 quarantined. You're at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you done any kind of reflective work on your career? Um, mm-hmm. How you've gotten here? <laughs> what? <you've>, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm so sorry. Oh my god! I'm supporting other supporting other. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna be okay. Um, no, I guess in terms of I'm so close to really crying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did that awesome photo shoot um, with uh, for Jen the, for Jen for the anniversary of Footloose, that was um, really fun. and we talked a lot about Footloose and Rent the last time you were on here. Um, and then you were, and we obviously talked a lot about Head Over Heels because you were in it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess have you done a lot of kind of. Uh, you know, now that unfortunately you're at home and, mm-hmm. and kind of confined to, to the space that you're in, have you done a lot of thinking and retrospective of your career and where you've come and like what, what we, we talked to another Jeremy Jordan about and, and his wife Ashley about like what, what, what shows were super special to them and stand out above the rest or just like how you got here and the appreciation for it. This is a very open-ended question, but I just kind of wanted to pose that to you. Mm-hmm. If you have thought about it, like what has stood out? Or if this is the first time you're doing that, let's do it live. <laughs> no, I, I think, you know, um, this year, it's funny because even before any of this sort of house arrest, that's I have my, my New York Times cooking 
app and my <laughs> you were say I have my, my an- I have my anklet. It's a house arrest. <laughs> <laughs> my my file for the for the for the things that I'm cooking from because that's where I get most of my recipes from is sure. house arrest. Anyway, that was a that was it was very <laughs> quick. We very quickly devolved. Um, uh, this whole year has been sort of a. Um, it's, it's done this question to me. We, this summer, um, I got a chance to sort of revisit Footloose again, Mm -hmm. um, out at, uh, out at, um, at the Muni with, uh, Christian Borrell, which was incredible. Um, and I got to play the, the minister, which was really cool. I mean, uh, that was definitely like a, oh, sort of, it, it made me start to, to think back on, uh, you know, oh, the places you'll go. Yeah. Um, sort of in like, sort of reading it backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, sitting here, look, I think that the biggest thing for anybody is that you (coughs) sort of think, okay, well, how are we going to, how am I going to survive the next, you know, every time they throw numbers out or dates out at you, you're like, how am I going to survive that? And then mm-hmm. hopefully you have somebody in your life that sort of reels you back in and says, okay, well, or how about tomorrow? Um, sure. Uh, and then, and then I re- remember that I'm Canadian too, when I say tomorrow. <laughs> um, uh, when you think about your career. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, it also has, for me, what it's really done has offered me the opportunity to, um, take some time to do some stuff that uh, that I wish that I would have. You know, you, we we all now have this um, forced time to do the things that we said that we would have or wish that we would have when we had the time. Now we don't have the time anymore, but now we have the time again. Sure. And that's sort of that's sort of been my big realization. Um, so you're you're binging Breaking Bad. I'm binging Breaking Bad, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm trying to play music. Yeah. I'm trying to cook. I'm trying to write. I'm trying to um, catch up with friends that that you forget about. You have a um, sourdough starter. I have a sourdough starter that you, I I have to find things to do with the extra on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, but when it comes to career, yeah, I think about um, how exciting it is to do what we do. And um, Mm -hmm. there's no better time to sort of think about that than when you're not doing it. Um, One of the things that I, um, as a musical theater artist, have realized in the past few years is that all I want to do is plays. Um, (laughs) So... (laughs) um, I love singing, but I love plays my girlfriend um and i met doing uh othello i think we talked about that on the last the last time i was here i think we were, i was really drunk at that Thank point you. too yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um but it, it it definitely the other night we sat around um there was a great article in the times the other day about just reading plays with your friends like getting together and like more than even just reading a book like just opening a play up and reading it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and we did that the other night with uh oh fun with uh uh, uh, uh doll's house two which was super fun. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah. And so I realized that there is, there is so much more yet to come. Um, and the, the, the luxury early on, my brother and I talked about this. My brother um, used to be in theater. He did hairspray on Broadway. Um, cool. and then realized 
or, or yeah, realized really quickly that he really just wants to be a writer. Mm-hmm. And now he, he writes, but you know, we were sitting talking the other day about this and he was like, all these people that are like, what am I do? What am I going to do? I have to sit at home all day and I don't have any, no one telling me what to do. And Serge and I are like, well, yeah, that's like, we did that for a living, you know, for months at a time as an yeah. actor, as a writer, you just sort of yeah. pick up and go, okay, what today? Now I don't have a job. So a reminder that like you, that this will all end and we will get back to what we're going to get back to. And, sure. and, um, and also to appreciate it to appreciate what we do. You know, I was talking with Paul Nolan this morning about, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about like, what, when do you think it's going to, when do you think we're going to be able to do this again? And, and as theater, especially because the arts in general are hard, but theater, especially it's like, you're, you're asking a bunch of people to get into a room together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that is the most special about it is that you are mm-hmm. sharing a story with this huge group of people. Um, and, and, and having this emotional, going on an emotional journey with a big group of people together is such a special thing. Um, and so it, it, it's made me realize how great and how lucky we are and what well, were and will be again. Yeah. Um, and, and just that I want to get back to it. I'm really excited yeah. to get back to it and I'm excited cool. to, um, to not sort of uh, uh, sweat the small stuff yeah. when it comes to career wise. You know? So, I guess on top of that, so when you when you did flying over sunset, did you also fly over Tuesdays in the corner with Kevin? It's Kevin's corner. That's my favorite corner. <laughs> Welcome back to Kevin's corner. That's smells the same, Kevin. Get away from the smells the same. <laughs> this is the place where I have three highly researched questions to ask you. Um, and we are in quarantine, so they just got weird. So cool. they just got weird. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll gotta just go through this and see how this goes. Um, your name is Jeremy, so we played the name game with a bunch of different Jeremys. That was my jumping off point on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. So we'll see where this goes. So Jeremy, your name is Jeremy, just like Jeremy Lin the American professional basketball player for the Chinese Basketball Association's Beijing Ducks. Mm -hmm. Lin unexpectedly led a winning turnaround with the New York Knicks during the 2011-2012 season. I remember that vividly. Generating a cultural phenomenon known as Lin Sanity. Oh, yeah, baby. There's a whole documentary about it. Really? Yep. I don't pay attention. (laughs) Broadway had its own Lin Sanity in 2015 when Lin-Manuel Miranda's Hamilton took Broadway and the world by storm. That was 2015? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know. Uh, Storm Shadow, however, is a fictional character from the G.I. Joe, a real American hero, toy line, comic books, and animated series, who is the Cobra Commander's ninja bodyguard (laughs) with a known history with fellow ninja snake eyes. Sure. Yep. My question is, if you That's the first time that I knew all of the references. <laughs> <laughs> both in the both in the ones that I was in and ones that I had listened to in the car. <laughs> That's amazing. I never know all of them. <laughs> so my question is, yes. if you had to select a toy line or brand that should have a Broadway musical inspired by it, mm-hmm. which toy line or brand would you choose and why? Mm. Oh, gracious. Okay. Um... Well, 
I mean, I guess we could, for some reason, and I'm just going to go with my gut because I, I, I feel like they have been woefully forgotten about. The Smurfs, who were so huge during my childhood, and they have not had a redux. They've not had, they've not had like a live action movie. Well, they had those terrible movies. Recently? Yeah, with yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. With Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, I was about to say. Oh, Jim you're Morris. right. Okay, okay, never mind. That went real bad, but still, that can be your answer. The, 2011 the Smurfs, 2013, and oh, forget it. Forget it. Screw the Smurfs. Although I feel like I feel like that's I, you know what it's a jumping no, off point because Neil Patrick Smurfs. Harris. Yeah, because Neil Patrick Harris is connected. I feel like he could come back and save it. And he would save probably like to like do it in a way that like would save him from having been in those movies. There you go. I think, I, yeah, let's save the Smurfs. Perfect. That's a good answer. All right, let's jump into number two. Question two. Your name is Jeremy, just like Jeremy Cameron, an Australian professional footballer who plays for the Greater Western Sydney Giants in the Australian Football League and is the Giants' leading goal kicker for eight consecutive seasons. And based on his picture on Wikipedia page, he is a certifiable hottie. <laughs> the, okay. hot, the hottie and the naughty however oh is an american 2008 romantic comedy film starring paris hilton that earned her oh. one of three golden raspberry awards that she's earned in her quote-unquote career That's as it? a quote-unquote actress and was called one of the worst films of all time it's bad Other- the sweet life is streaming somewhere oh god really i, I hope so continue other films listed on the worst films of all time list on Wikipedia for the early 2000s include Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2, Ballistic, X versus Sever. Ooh, that's bad. Mm-hmm. And Sex Lives of the Potato Men. So the, my question is, <laughs> what awesomely bad movie do you love and why? Oh my goodness. Okay. That's a great question. It's a really good question. It is. What awesomely bad movie do I love? Like, you know everyone hates it. You even, you'll even admit it's a bad movie, but you just freaking love it. Oh, no, totally. Well, I have so many of those. You know, I have, I have a good answer for this, too, if you're looking for hours. You guys, I feel... Well, yeah. it's easier with, like, stupid, girly rom-coms. Fair, no, fair. I mean, there's lots of terrible... There's a lots of terrible... I mean, if we're going to gendify this... This answer, yes, there are lots of terrible male. I guess um, that's true too. But what would it be? No, it's a, I don't know. That's a terrible movie, though. I don't know. Wait, what is it? Regardless, well, it's a Canadian movie that I don't know that any of the, that you guys that, that none of you might know. It's called Jacob Tutu meets the Hooded Fang. Um, no, and it was no. a kids movie. That's not real. No, I know, but you should now all go and research it. You have time. And it's for sure. <laughs> We've got time. It's yes, amazing. Sure. First of all, um, uh, oh, I'm terrible. I'm sucking at this game today. I'm sorry. Um, no, I'm, I'm here for it. You would think that I would know which terrible movies I could sit and watch. So <laughs> I have an answer. Go, you go and give your answer. The I'm answer going. is, as you can see here, The Monster Squad. What? Which is one of my favorite movies. And The Monster Squad is a fantastic film about these young kids who find all of the universal monsters in their neighborhood and they need to fight them. It is obviously... Is that Nick Nolte as the... It it is not. But have you ever seen... You've seen... um, 
Napoleon Dynamite. Of course. Uncle Rico plays the Wolfman in this. Um, the Goonies, it's, it's like it's like a fake Goonies. It's great. Dracula grabs a five-year-old girl and says, give me the amulet, you bitch. Amulet. It's spectacular. <laughs> it's probably Chasing Liberty, the Mandy Moore vehicle. Oh, that's a great answer. she's the president's daughter. Yeah. It's a great film. Kevin, do you have one? not. <laughs> what is yours, Kevin? Um, my awesomely bad movie that I love that other people hate would be... Oh, it's harder than you think of. Yeah, it, it is because there's because there's so many ba- movies that everybody loves that are terrible. Mine also, you don't know if it's bad actually. or not because you love it. Mine what might be Love Actually. That's not a like, terrible movie. It hasn't Ooh. aged well. Oh, I love that movie. Okay, what what don't you like about it? Well, a lot of people don't don't like get it. Kevin started. Okay, okay. no, I, I I like it. It's, it's, they hates it so much. I, I do, I, the problem I love with it, it is that, like, the women in the movie, if you are willing to be, like, completely owned by a man and have no personality, then you get a good life. But, like, if you have, like, a real personality or expect to be treated like a... Or real, familial obligations. Then that's you are, a, like, destroyed. That's a perfect film that is elevated by its sentimental bookends. Yes. I okay, always, wait, I got my movie. I got my movie. What is it? Um, it is shot going back, Sean Connery and um, uh, 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 Catherine Zeta Jones. Oh, Entrapment. Entrapment. Oh, good, good one. And I could watch that movie any day of the week. All right, question three. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your name is Jeremy, mm-hmm. unlike the Tiger King, whose first name is Joe. There's no real connection there, except I just binged the Tiger King like everyone else in the country, and I'm just kind of still processing it. But also, I'm from Florida, so it was easier for me to believe that most than it was for most people. Sung People, however, is a song from Gypsy that has been sung by Ethel Merman, Angela Lansbury, Tyne Daly, Bernadette Peters, Patti Lapone, Bette Midler, and in concert many times by Liza Minnelli. Minnelli oh. sounds like Mineola, which is a village in Nassau County, Long Island, New York, whose name is derived from an Algonquin word meaning a pleasant village. So my question is, what is one of the calmest and most pleasant places you have ever been in the world? Calmest and most pleasant. You can't choose this Zoom. (laughs) We're not calm. (laughs) We know it. Oof. Um, Okay, calmest places. I think that... It's going to go back and forth between, well, it's always a beach for me. The ocean, I'm like a water person, so it has to be the the ocean. And Hawaii, probably one of the calmest, most, um, also the first place that I ever went to a new beach. So there you go. It doesn't get any more calm than that. I wouldn't think that would be calm, but I'm with you. Well, chaotic, like people running away screaming, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no yeah calm calm and 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 for me is the uh, is the ocean and like the ocean ocean i grew up close to a lake um and we had a cabin lakes are amazing cabins and lakes are like a plus stuff totally but i would much rather sleep swim in the ocean sleep in the ocean swim in the ocean oh me too sleep with the fishes swim in the ocean lakes just like sit yeah, it feels like cre- it feels creepy. Yeah, like something's yeah. gonna murder you. Yeah, I've seen Lake Placid. I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> literally what I was thinking. It's like creepy. That was a fun corner. 
Yeah, so that's been Kevin's quarter. Yay! Thanks, Kevin. Hey. Hey, we talked about uh, that that Zoom meeting that I do with with the cast of uh, uh, Flying Over Sunset, yeah. the planking. The planking. Um, I did want to talk about this one other. Th- so I did over the course of this past summer, I, I did a couple of fun, super fun things. One of them was um, uh, Hunter Foster is now running this theater out in. Um, where is it, Jeremy? Um, it's upstate New York. Saratoga. Syracuse. Syracuse. West? Syracuse. 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 It's called the Red House Theater. Oh, um, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's a beautiful theater, but this year we uh, he called me like way early in the year and said, the Red hey, House Art Center. Red House Art Center. Yes. I Googled wow. it. I didn't know that off the top of my head. Don't worry. No, that's okay. He's like, do you want to come out and do um, a, a play with Jen? And I was like, absolutely. So I went out there and did that. And then before that, I was out in upstate New York as well at the what used to be the Carousel, the ca- not yeah. Carousel Theater. Uh, so, it, uh, so yeah, um, it used keep going. I, I, oh. it, it was the Carousel Theater, and now it's called I know what talking about. the Rev. Anyway, the end of the story yeah. is called the Rev, but the. The show that I did out there was a brand new musical uh, called Loch Ness, um, written by Marshall Palais, uh, 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 who wrote um, uh, Baghdadi, and he wrote... Uh, oh, we uh, saw that. We did. did. Super yeah, talented I a, cat. I had a mental yeah. Yeah. that night. <laughs> yeah, Brian couldn't deal with the scene. Larissa Olianic, is that her name? Yeah, Alex Mack. She's my, she's my, she's the one person I don't get starstruck. She was my first crush. I lose my mind. And I think that like, I need to leave because I, I need her to like me. And if she doesn't, the whole world is going to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. So he got like really emotional during that one. It's a great day. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you're doing the play. So anyway, so we're we're doing that play. The reason I bring this up is because I'm trying to think of things that people are doing, creative things that people are doing that aren't necessarily... Oh, are you are you thinking of the merry-go-round theater and you yes did the, yes and you did, the, you did the merry-go-round theater and you did the um and the red house it, but it's also called the finger lakes musical festival yeah and now it's called the rev yeah mm-hmm. oh it is yeah nobody knows why okay um uh great people but anyway yeah marshall does this has started this great thing uh where he has now he's created this competition so these these huge huge text chains um and one of them is Marshall. He gives us a competition. And so all of these kids, because it was a bunch of young people in the show and older people in the show. But one of the things that he's done right now is we're in the middle of this competition. Um, and the only reason I bring it up is because today it was a TikTok. We had to create a TikTok. And we had, a couple, of, we had a couple of rules that we had to do. And there's two teams. It's people over 32 and people below 32 <laughs> in the company. And our TikTok was that you had to... Um, uh, you had to make a TikTok. It had to have a prop. It had to include some kind of choreography, um, perhaps from the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you got certain certain awards for that. Mine involved a, a full bathtub, fully clothed with the guitar, and and a song called Loch Ness Monster, which I will, uh, which you can go and. Well, I'm going to follow you on TikTok right now. You made a TikTok. That's so fancy. I did. I'll send it to you guys, or maybe I'll open it up because I, I don't think I'm I, I don't think I'm unprivated yet because I'm old. 
Sure, sure. Oh, um, I anyway, also started a TikTok in quarantine, so we're all here. My question for you guys was: Are you? Are there any groups that you're involved with that are doing interesting, cool, fun things during this quarantine period? That uh, I don't know. That that are just fun. That, sure. that you would not. So have you're done literally you. watching it and listening to it right now. I yeah. only yes. talk to Kimberly, Kevin. Like I, I'm we half, three times. I'm not even out. joking. We talk every single day, and we zoom. We always talk every day. Seventy percent of those times, like these are. This is my family. Like we, we, we. This is what we do. Um, I mean, I, I obviously my work friends that my work coworkers and friends and stuff like that. But like Kevin and Kimberly is like my lifeline right now for sure. Yeah. Um, my in-laws. So all No, no, my- no, no. Kimberly, you have to say yes. Well, you too. You said it. <laughs> it's in sure, sure, sure. Um, we have started a Schmidt family Marco Polo chat. Oh, that's so sweet. I love a Marco Polo. And so, but every day there's a daily question that everyone has to answer mm. in the Marco Polo. Um, I could pose one to all of you. Oh, I love it. Let's yeah. do it. Let's yeah. Do it. Um, like two days ago, the question of the day was what fantasy or fictional world do you think you would thrive in? Like if you could go, um, yeah. What did I say? Mine? Oh, I said mine was something dumb, but. Oh, um, mine would be, um, Wreck-It Ralph. Like, what did we say? Like, Jay's mom said that she would thrive in the chalk paintings in Mary Poppins. That oh, that was a great answer. That's the, where she would want to live. Um, Jay's dad said that he would want to be in the Truman Show, uh, but that he'd want to be oh. Truman. Oh, my. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Why not? Masochist much. Uh, uh, mine would be Narnia. Narnia, Jay said Narnia. I think I would do really well in Narnia. Wait, Kimberly, what did you say? I said Pride and Prejudice, but then I didn't think that was fantasy enough. So I recently have rediscovered these books that I read in middle school that I brought to New York for some reason called um, Daughters of the Moon. So you're going to say the Babysitter's Club? No, Daughters of the Moon, they all realize that they are goddesses and they have to choose to ascend to an ethereal plane. Wait, I want to write that down. That sounds really cool. Yeah, Daughters of the Moon. Okay. What's yours, Jeremy? Uh, Mine's easy. The movie Clue. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Did anybody see the, like, tweet that went viral that somebody tweeted that was like... Every gay man turns into one of the three women from Clue when they get drunk. Who are you? When I get drunk, I 100% become Mrs. White. Amazing. Well, on that note. On the side of my face. face. Did everyone answer that question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that would make a great stage play. Or a they, they, uh, um, what's There's the folks doing play. it? Paper, play Mills. Paper, Paper, Mill. Paper Mill's doing it next year. Oh, they are? Speedland Playhouse just did it. It's not the movie. It's like a yes. He's he's directing it, right? No, Hunter Foster's directing it. He wrote it. Wrote an adaptation that is more like the movie than the movie that already existed. It's Ah. at Cleveland Playhouse, or it was at Cleveland Playhouse, and it's going to Paper Mill in the fall. Well, on that note, that brings us to the end of our episode. Jeremy, Uh-oh. thank you so. Well, we can hang it after this, but like, recording. Um, thank you so much for joining us. This was so fun. Um, you can follow Jeremy on social media. Not anymore. Can... He's not on social media anymore. Ooh, but really? what's your TikTok? He went away. Um, no, 
I'm thinking about getting back on social media just for this period, only because mm-hmm. I, I miss that interaction. But no, I got off of social media pretty recently. Good for you. All together. Anyway, sorry. Does it feel good? No, no, it's great. It, it felt good great. I, it felt yeah, really good. It must feel good. I think it is. It felt really good. But now I miss people. Yeah, so, for sure. So now um, I have to just like reach out and beg Broadway, <laughs> Broadway Sid to like have me come back. Because it just feels so alive. sad to drink my... Because usually I just... This is exactly what I do at night. <laughs> but there's nobody on the screen. Julie yeah. asked you. <laughs> just wasted looking at like Google pictures uh, of, so good. of Hawaii. Well, <laughs> on that note, uh, you can follow us at Broad Wasted. You can follow Yay. us on Instagram, Twitter. Um, we have a Facebook group. Join us there for some theater nerdy stuff. Um, you can find us on things like Spotify as well as iTunes. Rate and review us there. Five stars, please. And thank, thank you. you. Oh, I, knew I said thank you. Sorry. I thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to end every episode with a quote. Um, and today I, it's going to be a little, we end every episode with a quote. I hate you. It's going to be a little somber today. And I, I just, it's very important to me that we do this. Okay. And the quote is, but I know one thing's, for, I, I don't ask a lot girl, but I know one thing's for sure. It's the love I haven't got girl. And I just can't take it anymore. That is that thing you do. Um, uh, Adam, uh, from the, who wrote most of the, um, uh, uh, score to that thing you do. Score to that thing you do. A huge part of my childhood in Fountains of Wayne, Stacy's mom, all of that stuff, uh, as well as because I grew up just outside of Wayne, uh, so I knew the Fountains of Wayne store and I knew the band. Um, and then obviously, I'm crazy ex girlfriend um, passed away unfortunately from COVID, and uh, his he's a huge part of why I do what I do. He's incredible and. Uh, just, you know, sucks. Um, and so I just wanted to do that. Not to end on a somber note, um, but I uh, thought it was important to highlight yeah, um, his, his, his contribution to not, not uh, he did Crybaby, he wrote the score to Car Crybaby. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the upcoming just, Sarah Silverman musical. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I just thought it was important that um, we highlight some of that and talk about him for a hot uh, second. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but on that note, let's, uh, cheer it up a little bit. Um, we're, we're really happy to see that you're healthy, Jeremy. We're super happy to chat with you. Um, that's cool. That's cool. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us. You really, you really, you really, you really put on the Ritz for us. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. Um, you guys, I would come, I would drink with you every day if I could. Oh, that would be hey, fun. We'll have you whenever. Um, I'm going to take a picture of this cheers for Instagram. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Cheers. Thank you so much. And as we say at the end of every episode, Cheers. Thanks, man. That was awesome. That was really great. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now.
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org, because only together we rise.